Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. Hey, Laird. <laughs> this is so much harder remote like this. You know, generally it's like, all right, are you done talking? Are you done talking? I'm done talking. We're done talking. All right. Is there a lag? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of lags, last week was uh, horrible technical difficulties. Yes, it uh, was, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we started, when we started it, we were having problems with your internet connection. <laughs> you were like, you know, all the, the streaming and you're like going around your house, stop streaming, stop playing video games. I have to record a podcast. <laughs> and so... 57 takes later, we were able to actually do an episode. <laughs> yeah. And we got that done. And we did. We did. We did. And then, so I mixed down the episode and I'm hearing a couple pops in there. And I was like, okay, the internet connection still is not great. You know, damn it, Becky and your damn internet connection. But I'm like, it's okay. We're going to be good. You can understand the episode. Ah, I mix it down and I go to upload it and my internet is down. <laughs> and, and it wasn't just the, that you had to get the episode up. It's that we were going to do a whole company meeting. <laughs> yeah. I only had a 160 plus people waiting for me in 30 minutes to do a company meeting. And so, yeah, I was going absolutely bonkers about this, but I still had to get the episode up. So whenever I got the episode up in ready to start uploading it, I load the page to upload it and I click upload and it doesn't work. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm a technologist. I know what to do. I fired up my, my hotspot on my phone and I don't know what it was. It wasn't my computer. It was my internet connection. It was my phone. Everything was just broken. I was uploading it like two megabits per second, like, you know, stone ages. Like, I, I, mean, I, I was going to go fish the modem out of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get the episode finally updated with like 20 minutes to spare. To three o'clock, but we had the company meeting starting at three o'clock. And I'm I'm like, okay, now I got so I'm I'm now pulling the Becky. No streaming. Everybody stop. No, you, you go screaming out in the front yard. Hey neighbors, I have a company meeting. Please, please keep off your internet connections. So Needless to say, 3.05, company meeting was supposed to start five minutes ago. My hotspot's not working. My Wi-Fi is not working. My internet is not working. I'm running cables across across my study and plugging it into the the router directly. Nothing is working. My internet was down. My internet was down. The entire weekend. That that's just roughing it. Oh, oh. And, and and there's moments, and and we're all going to have these moments with with our kids and grandkids, where it's like, 
back in my day, we used to go play outside. We didn't have internet. We, we loved it. <laughs> we read a book. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daddy, I can't read a book because it's not downloaded on my tablet. Damn it, Laird, you and your, everybody needs to have technology and not have paper books. <laughs> technology failed me just because my internet connection was down. But no, it, it's, it's, it's a bit crazy if you think about the, the difference of how later generations are going to grow up in internet is like internet being down is like, hair on fire, everything's broken, and you go back to the Stone Ages. Yeah. Back in our day, that was probably more the power went out or the cable was out, you know? Yeah. That was probably our our apocalyptic now, our apocalypse now moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was, I, I remember power being out and not being able to watch TV and sitting on the porch of my parents' house playing board games because we didn't have the TV to entertain us. <laughs> and meanwhile, your parents were sitting there, back in my day, we didn't have TV. We did this all the time and we loved it. And then their parents was like, we didn't have board games. We had to till the fields. <laughs> yeah. And now if our internet's out, my kids are like, what do we do? <laughs> Let me give you a list. Here's a list. This is this is the thing you don't want to ask your mother. Tell your mother, I'm bored. She will give you things to do. Uh, my seventh grade uh, history teacher, she had this rule that if uh, you said that you were bored, you owed her a quarter or you had to do a, a chore around her, her, her room. <laughs> And a lot of, a lot of kids quickly, like I, I, I learned very quickly never to use the word I'm bored. Yep. What's that? What's that now with inflation? A <laughs> dollar? I don't know. The world's gotten such more harsh, uh, a dollar and, uh, you know, a, a poor tweet. <laughs> 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 yeah, what's better than sliced bread? <laughs> a lot. Uh, oh, did you did you see my tweet? Uh -huh. Yes, uh -huh. I did. <laughs> Mr. King of vague tweets. I'm reclaiming my crown because that's my point. Anybody, <laughs> anybody can vague tweet. And I vague tweeted because I saw another vague tweet that was just stupidly being a vague tweet. <laughs> so I decided it was my bread moment. How, how meta of you. You vague tweeted about a vague tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it too. Oh, what a week. What a week. And and I'm still on my uh, Twitter tear. Yeah, you that's, are. That's still happening. I'm 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 all over Twitter. I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm tweeting more on Twitter. Where so else would you I, tweet? Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 
it, it, it gets kind of odd, but I go in the backyard and I stand in one of the, the trees and I, I act like a bird and I just go, no, I think I'm, I'm doing it. These, these oddball and different tweets. So I don't tweet and reply to current events. Yeah. And you know, uh, we we all know my stances. I'm I'm very just get off my lawn, you know. Treat everybody the same and leave me alone while you're doing it. You know that's kind of my my little world. But you know, so in a lot of a lot of topics, I'm I'm left. In a lot of topics, I'm right. But you can't ever do anything right or left without getting blowback. So I'm just I, I'm I'm choosing to tweet about things that will not convey any direction whatsoever. Yeah. Unless it's about bread. (laughs) I'm a whole wheat multigrain. Like I want my bread to crunch. It could crunch from the crust or it could crunch because it's got seeds and nuts and, and uh, bird food in it. You know, that's, that's the type of bread I like. So yes, better than sliced bread. (laughs) What do you got this week? So, Allstate, you know, that that big national carrier. Yes, that has some of the best ads because mm. of uh, Mayhem. Oh, yes. I do love Mayhem. Mayhem is um, phenomenal. He, he's one of the best ones. I want to see... I, I, I want to see a cage match between Mayhem and Flo. You oh, give that me would that? be funny. Yeah, you give me that. Like, re- remember uh, back when MTV did the claymation uh, cage fights? Yeah, I do. Where, where, yeah, that we need. We need that. We need that now. Oh, that that would be it. Oh my gosh, insurance That'd industry. Are you paying attention? This is viral. This is someone that knows claymation or animation. If you can do a, you know, non-specific, so you're not trademark. Because flow is trademark, by the way. Yeah, she is. Um, which which is weird that you they had to take her likeness, but they can't use her face because you can't trademark a person, but you can trademark the symbol. And if you notice, they have a progressive symbol of just her hair and the band. Yep. It, but just that's enough to understand that it's flow. Well, they've done such a good job of using her as an icon in their marketing that, yeah, it's recognizable. It's like the arches. I, I agree. And even Geico, you would say arguably they have the, the, the gecko. It, you can't, I mean, you could put the gecko and people would say, yeah, that's the, that's the Geico gecko, but you could not do a icon. I mean, and when I'm talking icon, I'm talking like rubber stamp icon. Like you could, you know, go to the store and get a stamp and, and that's progressive. People would see that they've done a phenomenal job. So I, I agree. Yeah, but okay, all state, all state, all state. So last week they made a filing with the state of Michigan to introduce the channel of bind as a rating variable. The what? What? What is a rating variable? The channel of bind. So for anybody who buys car insurance from Allstate. Mm-hmm. online or over the phone rather than through an agent will get a 7% discount. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, agents, did you, are, are you paying, how, okay, agents, are you paying attention? Yep. S- seriously, this is, this is the future of captives. This is how f- captives and, and the direct writers are going to treat agents. So if you are an exclusive agent or a captive agent, I would take this as, as a, as a problem because all state really has kind of captive agencies. Yeah. So what, what, what source did this come from? Is this from the onion? This is from Coverager. They saw the state filings and wrote a story about it this week. And I saw it and I said, Oh, we are talking about that. This, we have to talk about this. There was, there was no way we couldn't. And they made that filing in multiple states, not just Michigan. No wonder you didn't tell me about this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. You're like, do you really want to know? I'm like, I guess not. No, you uh, don't. All right. Let me, let me read uh, what they hold said. On, hold on. Okay. I'm speechless. Yeah, I know. I know this, this is what was said in the filing. There is a lower commission structure associated with direct bound policies. Direct bound customers are assigned to an agent and the agent receives a commission for servicing the policy. Currently, the total commission base plus variable that agents earn on new direct bound policies on or after 8-1-2019 compared to the total commission that agents earn on agency bound policies is expected to average 20% less for new business and expected to average 5% less for renewal business. The channel of rating factor was selected in order to target a 7% premium reduction to reflect these differences in incurred expenses between agency-bound business and direct-bound business. It's all state trying to become more competitive with yes. their market. Yes. However, that what they're doing, and this is, we've, we've, okay, there, there, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, this is like a one month trip around the world unpacking event that we need to talk about. This, this, there's some stuff to unpack. Let's first, let's, let's do it through the life cycle of the policy. Allstate, yes, they, they market, they have, they have it out there. They, they talk. If you go to the things, it's always allstate.com. You listen to the commercials, it's always allstate.com. Never driving it to, never really driving it to an agency. Well, they're using their hub, they're using their website as a hub of all their marketing, which you should, everyone should do. Correct. But, but they, but they don't talk about, they used to actually include agents as one of their little taglines, but now it's not. Now it's just allstate. So the problem that is happening is that a all state agents are very captive. They're, they're captive. Like they might have secondary markets and all that, but they're really, they've got to put a lot of business through all state, but they're expected to put so much business through all state every month. Yeah. But the thing is that's a significant sales channel for all state. And Whenever they look at their marketing, they're going, yeah, we get a lot of sales over here, but yeah, that, that stuff that's going through those agencies, um, it, that, that retains really well. We're happy with it because it brings up service. We'll bring up service here in a second. It trains really, really well, but you know what? On new sales, yeah, we can, we can lower our price on new sales because we can service that. It, we can sell and service that for cheaper. Agents, you should recognize what the writing on the wall is right there, is that you're not important to them. I mean, that's what it's saying, is that the value you bring, you are 7% less value to them. 
Yeah. So they're they're discounting, and and now you as an agency are going to compete with your own carrier. Yep. Um, and and, and a lot of times, <clears throat> seen it. Progressive, they they compete with themselves, and they do have different pricing structures. But a lot of times, the pricing structures that the agencies have are better, and they still are paying out commission because they need to look at that agents are lead providers. They are self generating all those leads. The the ten the 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 twelve to fourteen percent commission, whatever is that that seven percent difference, is actually their lead cost for buying those leads through you know advertising. And the agents are acting as those lead providers because those agents are spending their money to drive more leads. I mean, all states just. Wow, I, I, I'm I'm floored. I'm floored. Yeah. Okay. So then you said something about service, right? That that. Yeah. That, that even mean? even the direct bound um, policies, the agent still receives a com- commission on for servicing the policy. So they they may bind the policy through a direct channel, but it gets assigned to an agent. And then the agency makes makes some commission there. Yeah. On that policy, I mean, it, it just it just seems like it's an end or it's it's changing the the lead costs because service. That's you know that I'm glad that they're still doing that because anybody that is using service where they're saying oh well we service the policy after it's sold the carrier does all the work on servicing the policy that's dangerous because then it's no longer your customer, but. Yeah, I, I think they're just kind of trying to say, you know what, we have to offset our, our marketing costs and we consider agents a marketing cost. And, uh, but the offsets that much greater. I mean, if it's that, if that's that good, then they should just go direct. They should just, Completely, they should go direct. Yeah. Like 100%, like Geico yeah. or do like progressive and do a, a mixed model. No, 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 just go to Geico. If, if if you feel that you could perform, if your rates could be 7% better, then why wouldn't you? Makes you more competitive in the market. Same product, right? Same yeah. product, same service, same everything. But your rate is 7% lower. That's a significant discount. I'll be interested to see if their marketing shifts to push even more people to the website because of cheaper prices. Right? Like Geico, you know, we can save you 15% or more in 15 minutes or less. <laughs> That'd be a horrible campaign. Buy from our website, 7% lower. Everybody's be like, wait a minute, Geico's 15. I'm going to go to well, Geico. There's, there's other ways you can word it to indicate that it's cheaper to go onto Allstate's website and buy a policy there uh, than anywhere else. But it, it'll be interesting to see if they shift that as well, because that will just further prove how far down this direct path that you want to go. Um, again, I, I continue to be floored because I, I, I really thought that this uh, episode was going to go a different direction. When you said all state, that's all you told me. Yep. I really thought about, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the market where people are saying, oh, well, all states going to, you know, go independent, just like, uh, 
nationwide. Like nationwide. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, transforming that. And I was going, okay, well, that's probably, that, that's going to be good news for the, for those independent, those all state agents. Cause I truly believe independent, independent, in, 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 technical difficulties in my <laughs> brain. Um, I truly believe in the independent agent. Yeah. See, see where I was struggling with that. Yeah. Um, I truly believe in the independent agent and I, I feel that they bring a significant value to the buying and servicing process of an insurance policy. So you know, I thought that that's direction. And I think that all carriers should support their, their agents much better than they currently do. Um, we, uh, we heard this, uh, that I, I, oh, I didn't have a chance to tell you this. Oh, okay. um, I, I love hearing stories about agents being supported by their carriers. Yep. Because we talk about this four legged stool, you know, with it being, vendors, carriers, agencies, and consumers that we're all working together and we need to all support each other in how we're doing this. Well, we're doing our, we, we, we've gone to a little less periodic, but uh, we've, we have our weather report. Yep. And in the weather reports, very, some of the early ones, I was very bullish on the whole. Uh, I, I was like, you know, this is a, this is crap. That um, we're refunding the consumers. We're giving money back to the consumers from the carriers when all COVID and coronavirus started. They were given money back. I was like, that's the wrong people. They still get the value of having the policy. So what if you're driving less? If your car catches on fire in your house due to its, you know, maybe a gas, a oil leak or something like that. You're still going to get your car insurance paid out, right? Right. Well, we've talked you about go, that before. Just yeah. because we're driving less doesn't mean accidents are happening. Correct. But it, the value of covering your ass is still there. You're still, even if you go to the store once over the past three months, you drove to the store once over the past three months, the risk was still out there, is still the same. And so while I was talking to a carrier, and um, I think that they're okay for me to tell you, tell you who it is. But one carrier saw that, and that, and that carrier is a Lensco here in, in Texas. Instead of refunding back to their customers, they took my advice from that article, and I love it. What they did is they actually re, uh, provided a commission uh, you know, a, a commission help, I, I think it was temporary for their agents. They added financial support for their agents because their agents weren't writing anything, yep. but the consumers still needed to have the insurance. So the insurance dump companies were still getting paid, but the insurance agents were sitting there twiddling their thumbs. So I'm, I'm very happy. That's amazing. That- I'm very happy that uh, a carrier took notice to that and recognized that agents are the lifeblood of this industry, and we need them. They, they're every single time we talk to a carrier, we talk to uh, another vendor, or we're talking to anybody. We always say these words: agents are the king in the room. Yep. 
And, you know, whenever you're talking about a comparative rater, it's hard for you to get the agents if you don't have the carriers, but it's hard to get the carriers if you don't have agents. So it's like a catch 22. It's like the chicken and the egg. Which one is the chicken? Which one's the egg? I remember you probably, you probably remember these knock down, drag out fights in, in meetings about. Oh, yeah. Who's more important, the carrier or the agent in getting agent. In growing? It's the agent. Always the agent. And it came down to agents. Agents come first. And this move by Allstate is surprising. It's really knocking down the agent a bit in, the, in, the, in their value because the agents bring a lot more value to, the, to that sales process than just selling Allstate. And the agents that do sell Allstate currently, they have that option of going, okay, well, Allstate, they have auto um, and their price is really good with auto, but their property is not very good. But if I mix it with this carrier, with this carrier, Allstate's going to win nine times out of 10 with the combination. And so you don't get that whenever you call just the Allstate call center. Yeah, You don't get that whenever you just use the Allstate website. It is what it is. So someone's going to come to the website. That marketing is not going to convert and it's going to be dead. What they should do is they should pass those leads to agents and judge their agents very critically. Oh, yeah. You, you, have, to, you have to hold them to the standard and the KPIs that, that you need as a carrier, right? Sales numbers, all of that. Um, but passing... Putting, if you're putting all of that effort into marketing to drive consumers to your website, why are you not passing those to your agents? They're they going to be the ones that service that, that build that relationship for you and get you that business. I, you know, they, they probably ran a study where they looked at their closing ratio on a lead based upon its source. And this probably factored into that model as well. And I'm I very they're probably right. They're probably right in terms of whenever they put all these models down on paper. And a lot of times whenever people like myself are really into data and analytics and statistics, is that first of all, you can always make the data say what you want. And a lot of times the data is correct. But often, the data is not ethically, morally, or just right. It might say one thing, but I mean, yes, okay, I, you, you could say this about it, every single business, is that I can, if we were able to find every issue that someone calls in on one of our products... Every issue, every good, every bad. And we put an FAQ out there. We put a video. We put step-by-step. We put a little widget that actually does it for you on your website. If we did everything, yes, ITC could save tons of money by not having a support staff. We could, right? Yeah. yeah. The the numbers bore out. If Wait a minute. When customers self-service... It doesn't cost us a dime other than hosting a website. Holy moly. You know, praise be the Lord. We have figured it out. We can get rid of all of our support staff. Don't worry if you're listening. We're not going to get rid of you. Um, <laughs> but we can get rid of all of our support staff 
and the data proves it. But is that the right direction? No. Not at all. No. Well, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, if if that is the case, if their closing ratio on a direct channel is, is better, uh, certainly their customer acquisition cost is better on a direct channel than than going than the independent agent channel is. But what's the retention rate for that channel? Because I don't have a relationship with my carrier. I have a relationship with my agent. Right. And I, I switched carriers. I think it was in 2019 because it came down to price like it usually does. But prior to that, I was with the same carrier for five years and I had no communication with that carrier besides here's your policy once a year. Here's your policy. Right. It'd sweep my account for my premium, my every month. And, and that was it. That was all the relationship I had with that carrier. But I stayed because every year I talked to my agent and she would say, this still is a good policy for you. You're, you know, you wouldn't save much money going elsewhere. Yeah. Your rate's going up a little bit, but that's fine. Cool. I did it because I trust her. Yep. So on a direct channel, what is the retention rate going to look like? For that type of business, for that for their business, it's probably good um, because I, of their brand name. Correct. It's also the type of customer. They're not a high churn customer. It's not you know DWIs and, and high risk and and uh, state minimum limits. They're that that type of consumer is different. However, it, it is it, it's something I don't have insight into. I don't know how well a direct captive agent like a state farm agent how much better they are versus someone that's like a geico but you see state farm actually still has agents they're captive that's what i'm saying but geico does not right geico does not but they do well and this is what and this is where I'm coming. Uh, this is where I'm thinking is that have it because I don't have insight. Now I'm making assumptions. So, you, you know, I'm making assumptions on this. State Farm has both agents as well as a direct channel, but they're all intertwined. Okay. Geico really only has a direct channel, but they seem to be opening Geico local offices. Hmm. I wonder hmm. why they're doing that. Because maybe having an agent that is local and regionally accessible to the consumer provides value. Not, nothing against nothing against Allstate. But Geico is pretty damn good yep. in, in terms of their analysis of the market, their understanding of the market. And the fact that they're going out and buying retail space right now. I saw a brand new Geico local office getting turned online up in Flower Mound yesterday so it's happening oh yeah so i i i, I worry for all state i i all states one of the carriers we work with and and they're going through a lot they're consolidating all their brands i'm, I'm hearing that they're consolidating everything in compass and everything's kind of going under one umbrella but it, it, it's Competing at a 7% advantage with your own, against your own agents, it's a very myopic view. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I, I hope that 
agents agents see that well so before before we wrap it up i do want to pivot this into something i noticed about this story and that is i saw it exactly one place didn't see it on insurance journal didn't see it on iba didn't see it on any on any of the other so you're know, trade publication. So you're putting a caveat. No, no, no. I'm saying this is huge news that Allstate is making this move and no one is reporting on it. So how many people are actually aware that they are doing this? And are, are you <laughs> I'm I'm giving kudos, huge kudos to Coverager for noticing this and reporting on it because literally I have not seen any but not to say that that hasn't happened, but I get a lot of newsletters. And I read them every day. I have not seen anything else about this. Hmm. So either And the fact that you didn't know this because you also keep your your thumb on the pulse of industry news. You had no idea. Yeah. I would say it's my thumb, more more my middle finger, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I didn't. So, Becky, are 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 you saying there's an insurance swamp and we gotta we gotta drain it and there's a little conspiracy theory going on? I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'm just saying I mean it's not like they made a news release and said we're gonna cut our rates if it's a direct bound policy. They didn't they didn't do that. They not they mentioned it in a, a filing with, with nineteen states. It's nineteen states, by the way. But to have no one else notice this like yeah it's, it's a it's a big thing i i would love to you know hey coverager i i feel is a respectable insurance you know they they were snarky at the beginning there's a little bit of snark but i think they've kind of tightened up their professionalism there's there's still some snarkiness which coming for me I, I i appreciate some snark every now and then uh, did you appreciate it whenever it was directed at you? I can. <laughs> Maybe not initially. <laughs> it, t- it took a few weeks for you to actually forgive for their snark to be directed at you for a moment. <laughs> um, a long time ago. Bygones be bygones. Bygones. Water under a bridge. Um, no, but they're respectful. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I think that this should be shouted from the rooftops. I mean, it, it's, it's, Amazing. Maybe, maybe IBA and, and, uh, Insurance Journal and PC 360 are, are doing their own research and coming out with their own article. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I, you saw, you sent me that PC 360 article. It was a PC 360 where it's like, you know, rates were down 20, or LexisNexis was talking that rates were down 24%. And I'm like, if you had followed our, our coverage on the weather reports for the past three months and you had covered it, you would have had a much better insight. And it was like, no duh. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, dear listeners, is this move from Allstate news to you? What do you think? How do you feel about Allstate cutting uh, their rate seven percent for direct bound channels? Hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricksford. You can tweet using the hashtag Insurance Happy Hour. Or also use LinkedIn. We are both there as well. Make sure you tag us if you tweet if you tweet about the show, so we can join in the conversation. Yes, we we like we like to participate. Bored.
<laughs> you owe me a quarter. Ugh, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's your quarter right there. All right. Got it thank for you. you. Thanks. Mail it to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and don't forget to subscribe. If you have not already, we should be in all your favorite podcast apps. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's a proper close. We've done a proper close now. I nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's a fun episode. Yes. Always is. It is always. Thanks for listening. You. Oh no, here we go. Where did you go halfway through the episode? I don't think it was halfway. I think it was towards the beginning. Wherever! I, <laughs> I just disappeared. I, I, I just, yeah, it was, I jumped out of a plane. I am smooth sailing uh, through the sky and <laughs> I look back at my, my, my cohort, my, my, uh, my companion on this podcast journey and you're nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what what happened was my dog was sleeping on my bed um and we had i think we had just started recording my husband came to shut the doors to the bedroom so he wouldn't make too much background noise while we recorded and because he did that the dog woke up and decided he didn't want to be in the room anymore he started to make his way towards the door and i knew he was going to start scratching at it to be let out and i was like mm, that would be a lot of loud noise to be heard so i just jumped up to go let him out i was i was sure you were going to be able to carry and keep talking while i was gone well i mean i i was mid-subject and i was just sitting there <laughs> you're on a rant going, you're on a roll i just let you go I, I, it wasn't even much of a rant and i'm sitting there going all right she's gone she'll be right back she you know the close the door or something like that. And it's like, it's starting to go longer and longer and longer. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little concerned here. I, I don't know how far I could take this. And I, I was sitting there just, just talking now. So do I have to start slowing things down? Am I going to have to smart the, uh, mark the episode to actually go, all right, this is where I need to start cutting stuff. And uh, I, I, I just kept on talking. Uh, as I knew you would, because this is what I do on this podcast. I wind you up and just let you go. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs>